Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast. I'm Elena Aguilar, and welcome also to this mini-series, The First Five Minutes. All right, folks, so this is episode two of the mini-series on The First Five Minutes, which are questions you can use in a coaching conversation in that opening check-in phase that will boost resilience. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to go back and listen to it because I provide some foundational framing on how to introduce these new kinds of check-in questions and navigate through them. So jump back and listen to that one. While you're at it, if you think that that episode could be helpful to anyone that you work with or that you are friends with, please share it with them. It's a really easy way for you to help get the word out about this podcast, and we really appreciate it. All right, so today I'm going to tell you about a question you can ask that will, as I said, boost someone's resilience. I'm going to tell you why it works and give you a few suggestions So in 10 minutes, you're going to have a tool that you can use today to liven up your coaching conversations and, yes, again, boost your client's resilience because October is typically a tricky time for educators. And October 2021 is going to be an even trickier time for educators. I don't think any of us have really recovered from 2020. And here we are way into 2021, and it hasn't provided a whole lot of let up. There has still been a lot of uncertainty and whiplash and anxiety and exhaustion. So now more than ever, really think about all the opportunities there are to cultivate resilience. And This is the thing. Resilience can be cultivated in a simple check-in question. So without further ado, let me give you the question. Tell me a story about how you've changed in your life. Maybe pick a time some years before now and tell me who you were then and how you've changed. That's a pretty simple question. Tell me a story about how you've changed in your life. It is intentionally broad and open. You want to provoke reflection. You want to see perhaps facial expressions, body language that indicates, wow, that's a big question. Now, why does this work? I want you to imagine one of the clients that you work with. And perhaps you always meet with them on a Thursday at 4 o'clock or once a month on a Thursday at 4 o'clock. Can you imagine what their day was like before you met with them? Running around, doing a million things. Maybe arriving at the session with you a minute or two late. Many of us live that way a lot of the time. When you offer a question that is this big and expansive and maybe even has an element of overwhelm to it because it's so big and expansive, you in some ways are hitting the hard brakes on where 
someone has been mentally, even physically, you are asking for a radical slowdown. That can be good. And this is why one of the things that happens when we do radical slowdown is we recognize the pace that we've been going at. Many people appreciate the opportunity to slow down and reflect. When I have asked a question like this to a client, many times I get a response at some point in that reflection or in that conversation along the lines of, wow, this feels really good to think about this or to reflect like this. We don't like the pace we're going at. We really don't. We keep going at it, but we also really don't like it. An opportunity to reflect slows things down. But there's a couple other reasons why this question prompts the growth of resilience, or it can. So there's a couple other reasons why this question in particular can help someone boost their resilience. The first is that the opportunity here is to reflect on growth, change. And implicit in that is someone's ability to learn and change and grow. When things are hard, when we're going through a hard time, it can feel challenging to remember our own capacity to change. And that sometimes is what actually makes the moment feel really hard. We sort of lose confidence in ourselves. We forget that we know how to get through hard periods of time. We forget that we can change. And so when you ask this question, you're giving someone a chance to go through the the things that they did that helped them change. All right, so the question I asked, the question I'm inviting you to ask is, tell me a story about how you've changed in your life. Tell me who you were then and how you changed. So when you ask someone to recall the how, they will tap in to their their sense of power, confidence, ability, agency, And they'll see, they'll remember that they grew, they changed. That's really, that's like special energy juice. Helps us face a challenging situation we're in. The third and final reason why this is really a helpful question is it helps us to gain perspective. It helps us to remember perspective. It helps us remember, yeah, I've been through hard times in my life and I've gotten through them. And maybe I've changed for the better. Maybe things are better now. Maybe, maybe not. That doesn't have to be a part of this reflection. But it gives us perspective. And perspective is really helpful when we're going through a hard time. Perspective does not mean we negate any pain or suffering that we're currently going through. It means we see both. That was hard and this is hard. That was hard and I found a way through it. This is hard. I might find a way through it. Okay, a couple of tips for getting the most out of this 
opening question. I mentioned some of these last week. I'll loop back to those. Remember to give your client a cue that you are opening up this conversation with a different kind of check-in prompt and let them know why. You might say something like, this question will help me get to know you better. This question might also help you feel more grounded and prepared for our conversation today. At the end of that check-in question or at the end of the coaching session, offer your client a meta moment. Offer them an opportunity to reflect on what it was like to respond to that question. And you can simply say, I tried a new kind of check-in question today and I'm really curious how that felt for you. What was that like? Now, the reason to ask that is because there's another layer of resilience that's possible to access when someone reflects on reflecting. They might say something like, that actually felt really good. It helped me remember that I've gone through hard things before and I've changed. Or they might even respond with something like, that question made me think about some hard things in my life that I feel like I need to go back to and reflect on more. That is possible as well. And that's not a bad thing. Just give them a moment. You never know what's going to come up there. Trust your client. Trust them to know themselves, to sink deeper into the reflection. Your job is to create some space to slow things down, for them to make connections, for them to reflect on decisions they've made. That's your job. Don't be attached to outcome. If the opening question doesn't yield anything, if it feels like someone gives you a really flat, quick response, or they say, when you ask them what that was like, they say, oh, it was okay. Don't take it personally and thank them for their response. And think about what that might mean. Maybe it means they just are not ready to open up to you in that way. Could be. Or it could be that that question just didn't work for them. And that is okay. All right, final tip here. Pay really close attention to body language. Always pay close attention to body language, but especially when you are starting to tread into the realm of emotions and memories, there will be a lot more information for you to access in what you observe in someone's body language. Be careful about jumping to conclusions. Always be careful. But pay attention to whether their body looks like it is relaxing and opening or perhaps looking like it wants to protect itself, looking defensive. Pay attention to someone's tone of voice, their pitch, their cadence, their volume. Just see what other information might be there. That will give you cues about where to continue going with your client. Always remember to communicate genuine appreciation for what someone shares. Don't take their vulnerability for granted. Genuinely appreciate them. And even if you didn't think that they shared something really vulnerable, they might have felt that way. 
I'm really curious to hear how this goes. I hope you might let me know either on social media or send me an email or share your response on Apple Podcasts. We always appreciate ratings and reviews. It really helps us and it's quick and easy. Also, if you found this episode helpful, maybe share it with a friend who might also find it helpful. And that is this mini episode on the first five minutes, a check-in question that will cultivate resilience. I'll be back next week with the third one in our series. And as always, I want to acknowledge Leslie Bickford's role in producing this podcast and Stacy Goodman's role in doing the sound editing. This podcast would not be possible without their commitment and their love for this work that we do together. Folks, take care, be well, and I'll see you next week.